Hi, I'm Amber. My website is sacredspacehealing.org. That's sacredspacehealing.org. I'm a healer and a teacher, and my healing work is focused on core wound healing, life purpose, empowerment, and sacred union sessions. This is hopefully part of a series called the Taboo Series, and it just means that I'm going to be looking at some stuff that we don't usually talk about in a way that we don't usually talk about to try and create some shifts and break through some, mm, what should we say, break through some stuck, funky energy that uh, I feel is around at the moment and that is keeping us, many of us, stuck in really restrictive ways of thinking um, and being. Today's Taboo series, series then is entitled, Why Is This Shit Happening to Me? So that is something that I hear a lot in sessions and it's something that I've probably said to myself a lot over the years and I've heard from friends a lot. Um, and let's just see what needs to come through in this podcast and I'll just share that openly. So why is this shit happening to me? Is a plea, is a cry that we have when we're in this process of, I guess, clearing our stuff um, letting go of the past, working, looking at forgiveness. Um, we're usually at this place because we want to make shifts in our life. There's something that we want and we've kind of reached a standstill. You know, it's what I tend to see with clients who come to me is that they've they've been warriors for a really long time. They've worked hard, they've pushed, they've achieved a lot and then suddenly they run out of steam and they can't seem to make their goals manifest anymore. They can't seem to magic things up anymore. They can't seem to get past a sort of glass ceiling. So they've manifested maybe the the career or the family or the money or the home, um, but they've not manifested the bigger picture or it's arrived, it's in their life and now it feels like it's being taken away. Or they feel that they've worked really, really hard and they're just not getting to the level that they want to get at, whether it's, you know, they're not with the love of their life, um, they don't have kids, they don't have that career, they don't have the, the money that they want, whatever it is. They feel that life is being unfair to them. And so the kind of the, the plea, the, the cry, the wail to the universe is, why is this shit happening to me? Why do I have to go through this? I hear that a lot also when it's about looking at childhood wounds. So it's, a, it's like we take an inventory of our life because we track back, right? We go, well, why am I in this position now? You know, why is this shit happening to me right now? Let me see where this could have started from. And through either conscious deliberation, journaling, healing, or because circumstance makes us do that, we track back to when when the troubles started, if you like. So when our health troubles started, or when our emotional troubles started, or our financial woes, or whatever. And we track it back, track it back. And eventually we get to a point in our history in our personal history when something happened and it will usually be something that happened to us or a decision that we made or a choice that we made and it could be in later life or it could be in early years but the it tends to be that it's in early years right or it happens at a time when we feel that we didn't have control you know we made a decision but it was a survival decision or something happened to us or a family member did something or something and now everything has taken a different direction since that moment in time but that moment in time is something that we don't have peace over. Um, so we can see that how that moment in time has ruined, so we think, our entire life. Why is this shit happening to me? Why did it happen to me? Why did I have to go through this? Why am I having to clear this? Why am I having to be in pain? This isn't fair. And that's the, our kind of anger stage. So there's a few levels to this. Um, 
let's just see what they are. Let's explore what they are. I think one of the levels is it's an important place to be at, to be feeling this level of anger and rage and um, lack of justice, you know, this sense of injustice. Why did this happen to me? I didn't deserve it. It's a really good place to be at because it means that we're ready to make change in our lives. It means that we're ready to push forward. We're ready to ask for something new in our lives and tolerate something new in our lives. So if we were treated badly in some way, if something was done to us, if we allowed our boundaries to be crossed, if we were hurt in some way, to now say, you know, it's not fair that that stuff happened to me means that we're in a really good place to make sure that that doesn't happen to us again. So that's really, it's a really empowering place to be at, even though sometimes it doesn't feel like it. I think the other thing around it is it can also be an incredibly disempowering place to be at if we stay in it for too long and we become a victim to it. So I think victim as a term, has got many different connotations to it. Some positive, some not so. And it's just a word, you know, it's just the energy that we attach to this word that defines how we feel about it. But I guess to stay in victimhood means to stay in why did this happen to me, not how can I change my life now. And the longer we stay in why did this happen to me, it's so unfair, the harder it will be for us to come out of that quagmire and actually make some changes in our lives. So it's a balance between acknowledging the injustice of what may have happened to us and moving forward without getting stuck in why, 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 because sometimes there isn't a reason why, or there isn't a reason why right now that we can make peace with, or the reason why is something that we we can't make peace with or isn't satisfactory. Sometimes people say all kinds of things, you know, like, oh, this stuff happened to you because it's karmic, it's a past life, Um, it happened to you because you needed to learn a lesson. I'm not sure that any of those things necessarily help us. Like, I'm not sure that being told that we were sexually abused as a child or um, that we uh, lost a parent or that we were sexually assaulted or raped or beaten up or, you know, whatever, was because of karma or because we needed to learn a lesson. Like, I don't think necessarily those things help us to grow. What they do is they keep us spiritually safe. You know, we kind of abdicate responsibility for the event if there is responsibility to take. And I suppose on some level there always is. And once we take that level of responsibility, we can then work towards self-forgiveness. Because if we say, I was abused as a child or um, I was sexually assaulted or I was beaten up or, um, I don't know, I lost my home or I lost all my money or whatever. If we say that this happened to me because of karma or it happened to me because I had a lesson to learn, what we're never really doing is getting to the underlying really horrible feelings around things that happen to us, which is self-blame, guilt, shame, and lack of self-forgiveness. And there's always a level of that. Whether it makes sense or not, there's always a level of that. So you'll often find that um, kids that have been beaten up or abused in some way, sexually abused or... Um, people that have experienced any kind of sort of crossing of their boundaries, say, like sexual assault or rape or violence, they'll still blame themselves. People who have had freak things happen to them, like a fire or a natural disaster or a loved one die, at some level are still blaming themselves, whether it makes sense or not. You know, the child whose parent dies when they're five years old, at some level is blaming themselves. They're thinking, oh, mummy, daddy, 
you know, our uncle, whatever, brother, sister died because I said I didn't love them or they died because I had a bad thought about them. On some level, that is usually playing out. There is usually a level of guilt. In fact, there is often a level of guilt for the things that we just can't comprehend and make sense of why they happened. And that guilt doesn't need to make sense. It's just kind of there. Um, it's often often there with uh, kids who experienced any abuse when they were young, but also with adults who've experienced any kind of abuse, domestic violence, anything that is abusive. Um, they'll, but, but also, you know, things that are sort of acts of God, if you like, you know, things that are huge losses, there is that level of, I should have done better, I should have known better, I should have done that, and there is a level of guilt. So if we say, oh, it's because it's part of God's plan, or it's karma, or it's my lesson, then suddenly we we sort of, what we're doing is spiritually bypassing that really difficult place that we need to enter into, which is where true healing and forgiveness happens from, which is the place of self-blame. So I think... um when we're in this place of why did this shit happen to me and we're getting caught up in victimhood of and victimhood in inverted commas if you like of why did this shit happen to me the world is a shit place this shouldn't have happened to me that's a really healthy place to be at underneath that though there is usually another level which is why did I allow this shit to happen to me there's something wrong with me I'm a bad person I'm a bad person because my parents did this to me or uh, my loved ones did this to me I'm a bad person because you know uh, a an act of God, a, a, a tsunami, a fire, a flood or whatever took my home away or took my possessions away. I'm a bad person because I lost all my money. I'm a bad person because I was abused, I was beaten up, I was raped, I was sexually assaulted. I'm a bad person. Like underneath all of that, this is part of our human condition, there will be a self-blame of this has happened to me. Why did this happen to me? This has happened to me because I'm a bad person. And what we don't want to do is bypass that through anger of just blaming the world or through a kind of spiritual leapfrogging of this is karma oh well if I do some karma clearing I'll have cleared it well yeah on some level if you believe in karma if you believe in past present past lives so all our lives are happening at the same time past present and future then yeah you clear that stuff and it's going to clear a lot for you but ultimately you still have to sit with those really uncomfortable feelings of self-blame and shame and guilt and that's where the healing really starts to happen so one of the medicines around why is this shit happening to me is to allow ourselves to go through the layers of that. Why is this shit happening to me? Why does the world hate me? Why did this happen to me? And then to, to dive deeper, to fall into why is this shit happening to me? Is it because the world doesn't love me? Is it because God has abandoned me? Is it because my parents didn't love me? Is it because I'm not lovable? Is it because I'm a bad person? You know, all of those different layers to fall into that, whether you journal around it or you just recognize it in yourself. And then when you're in that place, which can often feel like rock bottom, that's when the shift starts to happen. That's when we start to heal because that's when we have no choice really if we want to survive other than to say, I didn't do anything wrong. This isn't my fault. Or to admit that we took, we take responsibility, part responsibility, if you like, for what's happened. But we still forgive ourselves because we realize that we did the best that we could at that point in time. And that's what forgiveness is about. Forgiveness is saying, I did the best that I could. Everyone is doing the best that they can with the knowledge that they have, with the circumstances that they're in at that time. And that's quite a difficult one when things, has ha- when things have happened to us. But if we're able to look at a situation and say, I did the best that I could in that situation and the other person did the best that they could in that situation, given their circumstances, given their upbringing, given their wounds, given their their 
um, their background, then that's when forgiveness and acceptance starts to move through us. But forgiveness is not something that we can just tick off a list and go, I'm done. You know, forgiveness, sometimes it's enough to have the intention to forgive, the intention to let go, will take us down a pathway where eventually we find that we didn't have some big, you know, hallelujah moment where we forgave the past, but we're just not so triggered by the past anymore. And and we don't have that resentment and that anger anymore. And somehow through the layers of peeling and grieving and forgiving oneself, it then becomes easier to forgive others. And that's one of the key things that I found is that if we can move past why is the world doing this to me, why is my life shit, to why have I allowed this happen, to happen to me? Why does this happen to me? Why am I not lucky? Why am I not a good person? Into, I forgive myself. I'm doing the best that I can right now. I did the best that I could in the past. I will continue to do the best that I can. I forgive and accept and love myself. Then if we're able to do that with ourselves, we'll be so much better place to do that with other people. We won't hold grudges in the same way. We'll be able to let go of things in the same way. Because often the person that we're hardest on is is ourselves. So when we're tough on the world and we think the world is out to get us, it's often because we're being so hard on ourselves and we feel that we don't deserve love at a really core level and that's why the world is out to get us. Otherwise, why would we feel that the the world was out to get us, right? If we felt that we were lovable and we were always protected and always loved and always safe, we wouldn't feel that the world was doing this to us. Why is this shit happening to me? We would see it in a very different way. So it's often a really clear indication of where we are when it comes to our relationship with ourselves that we actually feel we are not worthy of love we are not worthy of safety in the world and that's why we feel we're under constant attack or we're under constant judgment but we're not we are the ones judging ourselves we are the ones attacking ourselves it's a tricky one right because it's not to negate the things that happen to us so if you were abused as a child if you were in a abusive relationship as an adult or a teenager if you were sexually assaulted or raped if something horrible has happened to you it's not to negate the the sort of the the pain and the trauma of that it's not to say that that that's a that that thing that happened to you was right or that should be forgotten about it needs to be honored it needs to be recognized as being a wrong thing that happened to you but the only person that it hurts by holding on to it for so long however length however long that length of time is for you the only person that's hurting is you so the reason why you do this work to make peace with what has happened to you, to make peace with the world, to forgive yourself, to do all this layering of work, is so that you can have the life that you deserve. So that the thing that happened to you 10 years ago, 5 years ago, 6 months ago, is not still affecting your life today. That's how you reclaim your power. Which takes me to the next kind of overriding thing around why is this shit happening to me? What is often very useful when we're in that mindset is to put our attention outwards. So as well as doing the inner work of self-forgiveness and diving deeper, to ensure that we don't get caught up in that, um, if you like, in that quicksand, in that quagmire, it's really important that we then put our attention outwards to how can this become my medicine for the world? But we can't jump to that. We can't. I mean, we see that a lot. I think we see that a lot in spiritual circles. People that haven't healed themselves jump into trying to heal other people. That's not what I'm saying to do. All I mean is that we put our attention outwards and we look at the world. We look at how much we have. We go into gratitude. And from gratitude, we can go into service. 
So we go into, you know, if you're listening to this podcast right now, how lucky are you? Because you have electricity and you have a device to listen to this podcast on, whether it's a phone or a laptop or something. You're so lucky millions of people don't have what you have. If you're able to listen to this podcast, you have the gift of hearing. You're able to hear. You're so lucky because millions of people don't have that. If you have the, if you were able to log on and 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 view how to listen to this podcast, you're so lucky because you have eyesight. And millions of people don't have that. Like we have so much to be grateful for in every given moment. If you're sitting in your home right now with a cup of tea and you're listening to this, you know how lucky you are that you have food in the fridge and a roof over your head because millions of people don't have that. Millions are in war zones. Millions are living on the streets. Millions are in abusive relationships right now. Millions are facing death right now. Do you know how lucky you are? That will give you a different perspective on why is this shit happening to me. Yeah, there's some shit happening to you, but do you know how lucky you are that you're able to access the information in order to heal this shit? Do you know that millions of people don't even know that there are ways of accessing information that they can heal and forgive themselves, that they can read those books and go to those workshops and, you know, say those mantras and do those yoga poses? I mean, do you know how many people don't know that information to even start the healing journey? The fact that you know that information means that you're already you're already rich in so many ways. You're already lucky in so many ways. So that's one of the ways that we get out of the quagmire is that we stay in gratitude for every little thing in our lives. And when it's really, really dark and really, really difficult, then stay in gratitude for the smallest things, the cup of tea, the food that you've just eaten, the fact that there's clean air to breathe, that you can have a bath, that you've got a roof over your head, that a friend texted you, that your favorite program's on TV, like whatever it is, stay in gratitude because it will stop you staying in victimhood in inverted commas the negative aspect of victimhood of why is this shit happening to me because the positive aspect of victimhood and this is the next layer is we go into service we go into this happened to me and i am a victim i am a survivor of it and i will ensure that this never happens to anyone again or i will ensure that those that this happens to again will have a safe space will have a, a way that they can be helped they can be assisted i will take my medicine out into the world but you can't take your medicine out into the world until you've given it to yourself, administered it to yourself and healed yourself. You just can't. You know, we don't need wounded healers wandering around, bleeding all over the streets, all over their clients, all over those that they say they're assisting. That doesn't help anyone. Tend to your wounds, come into your power, know what your medicine is, and then you're able to administer it without needing the accolades, the applause, the awards. You know, without it being egoic, you will then be in service. To be of service means that we want nothing in return. Uh, I was speaking to someone about being of service recently and trying to advise them how they could get out of their sort of their sort of funkiness of why is this happening to me and I said there are various ways that you can be of service and this person responded by saying oh yeah I'm going to be doing this thing later on and that will be really good for me. Service isn't about what will be good for you. Service is about what will be good for the other person, the other community. You know, it's not, we don't start helping in homeless shelters or, you know, helping out in hospices because it's good for us. That's not being of service. That's selfish. Being of service is that we give without any expectation. And what happens, though, is that when we give from that place, we actually end up getting a thousandfold more than we ever thought we would. But we give because we want to give, because we want to make someone else feel better. And the reason we step into service is because we know what it's like to be in their shoes. We know what it's like to suffer. And we don't want them to suffer the way we suffered. We want to ease their suffering. And that's why our journey starts to make sense. 
that's when it doesn't, that's when it changes from why is this shit happening to me to how can I stop this shit happening in the world? How can I help others who are going through this? I know how to do this. That's when we know that we're coming out the other side. That's when we know that we're ready to come out the other side. So I think if we're in that place of why is this shit happening to me, there's many layers to it. But navigate them all like a juggler at the same time. Dive deeper so that you get past blaming the world into actually falling into what's underneath that, which will often be self-blame. Go into forgiveness or acceptance of self and self-love around that self-blame. Make peace with that self-blame because until you do, you'll still be flinging that pain out into the world. At the same time, start to look at how much you have in your life to be grateful for. And in doing that, I think you will also start to understand how strong you really are. And through your strength, you will then start to realize that you have something to give to the world, that actually there is a reason for why this shit happened to you. It's so that you can assist others. You can prevent it from happening to someone else. You can help those that this has happened to. You can bring your medicine into the world. And it doesn't have to be as a healer in inverted commas. You don't have to set up workshops. You don't have to, you know, go around drumming, trying to save the world. As so many people are doing now without much training or knowledge of what they're doing. It's in many, many different ways. You could volunteer at a shelter, at a hospice, you could volunteer for a charity. It could just be through kind words that you give to people that are in pain. It's just It could just be through being a really great friend, a really great lover, a really great mother, a, a great daughter, brother, son, you know, all of it. It's not that we have to necessarily, you know, go out in the world and start volunteering around the world. It's that we actively step into a space of being where we give with no expectation. And I think it's quite rare as humans <laughs> that we actually do that. Often there is an underlying expectation. You know, if I give, I will get love. If I give, I will get accolades. I will get applause. I will get recognition. If I give, I will feel better about myself. But when we move into that place where we give and we literally have no expectation, we just give because it feels good to give. We give because we see that the other is in need. That's when actually, paradoxically, conversely, surprisingly, we gain a lot more than we could ever have gained in any other way but we can't be doing it with an expectation so take the expectation out when you step into service um, and see how much it gives you it doesn't serve us to stay in why is this shit happening to me it's it's a really icky thankless ugh place to be right when you're in that space no one really wants to be around you when you're in that space you're pushing the world away because you're angry when you're in that space you're not an attractive person to be around um it's horrible you're not attracted to, attractive to yourself. You're not attractive to others. No one can seem to reach you. It's like there's barbed wire all around you. It's a horrible space to be at. But it doesn't mean that we bypass it with, oh, this is karma. Oh, this is my lesson. It's important that we're there and we and we kind of go fully through that experience. But it's also important that we then find ways out of it. Because if we stay in that place, life will never reach us. We'll never be open to receiving because we'll always think that what's coming to us has an agenda, is out to hurt us in some way. And we'll feel that we don't deserve it because we haven't looked at the root cause, which will be unworthiness and lack of self-love and our lack of self-acceptance around an experience. So the quicker we can move through that way of thinking, the quicker we can start to receive the gifts that the universe has for us, which the universe has for us in any given moment. <clears throat> and of course, then that takes us to the next thing. You know, if the universe is so loving, if God is so loving, if, you know, spirit, whatever is so loving, why did this stuff happen to me? 
You know, if the universe loves me so much, why did this stuff happen to me? And it's a really hard place to get to. But actually, sometimes we have to say, well, this stuff happened to me because I had free will. And I made a series of choices that put me in a situation where this stuff happened to me. And if you were a child and things happened to you, how do you make peace with that? And I think that's going to be a subject for another podcast. But I think as children, when things happen to us and then we grow up into adults and we resent the things that happened to us as kids, that's the hardest place to be at in terms of acceptance. Oh no, I was a child and why did this shit happen to me? Um, And I don't think we can bypass that into this is my lesson or this is my mission. Um, I think that's a very different process that we go through of I was a child and why did this shit happen to me? But that's a, I think I'm going to cover that in a different podcast because I want to look at that in a slightly different way. Um, so watch this space for that. I hope this has been of use if you're feeling in that space as a lot of people have been feeling recently. Um, I've noticed this year as I have felt at various points in my life and continue to sometimes feel and it's all part of the healing journey. Um, of of ways to kind of come out of that space and to have compassion and love for yourself. Um, of course, if you're moving and navigating your way through this and you feel stuck in some way, then seek help. I think what often keeps people even more stuck is they don't ask for help. So seek help from your friends, from your family, from those that you trust, from courses, from books, from podcasts, from audiobooks, from, you know, get the help that's going to get you shifting and moving through things. And yes, this is the work that I specialize in. So if I can assist in any way, then please go to the website, sacredspacehealing.org, sacredspacehealing.org. And especially you want to look at the transformation calls where we can very quickly and directly move through this stuff to make some shifts through um, unhelpful ways of thinking and unhelpful belief patterns. But also you might want to look at the Core Wound Healing Program, which is really, really um, very finely tuned uh, towards this and how you can move through the wounds of your past and step into your your power, really. Step into your 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 role in in the world today, whether that is as healer, teacher, guide, seer, artist, creative, whatever it is. So check out the website, sacredspacehealing.org. And if I can assist, it would be my honor and my pleasure to do so. Until the next time, so it is and so it shall be.